Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to a special edition of John Solomon Reports. Yes, it's Friday. I know we normally take Friday off, but there's so many questions about this election and polling and what's going to happen in the last 25 days. Mail-in ballots, legal challenges. We just had a big ruling in Wisconsin uh, yesterday, uh, a victory for Republicans on how many votes can be counted, when votes can be counted after the election. Uh, the normal rule of order was was uh, uh, given and which means that things have to be postmarked on the third and and counted on the third. Uh, remember, there was a court that wanted to give six extra days. So a lot happening in the courts, a lot happening in politics. We've got the Supreme Court nomination, Amy Coney Barrett, coming up starting Tuesday. Uh, we want to make sense of it. And so I brought on two special guests. I'm not going to do my monologue today. We're just going to talk to two very, very smart political people. The first is Scott Rasmussen, one of the great pollsters in America. He just also happens to be just the news pollsters. He does our daily poll. If you've been on the website, justthenews.com, he asks a really provocative question every day. We do that. We also have our horse race numbers. Um, but as we go out and look at that, he has a lot of common sense about what's really going on. He's covered every election since the early 80s, much like me. And uh, we're going to bring him in to give us a referee. What's going to really happen headed into the election? We're lucky to have him. Uh, he'll be here in just a few minutes. And then uh, you've seen her on television asking questions of the president. You've seen her byline atop our website as our White House correspondent. And now you see her daily in a one-hour television show called Just the News AM with Carrie Sheffield. That's right. Carrie Sheffield is here to give us some insight of what's going on inside the Trump and Biden campaigns and how the last 25 days of the election may play out and what the 25 days after the election may uh, look like. And we might have a hanging election for a while, certainly if it's close. Uh, Carrie's going to make sense of all that. Now, we're going to skip the monologue today, but I wanted to tell you about one very important uh, story. If you go to justthenews.com today, you'll see this in there. Remember, the president uh, on Tuesday, as we've talked about on this podcast, as we've written about it on justthenews.com, the president said all and any any and all remaining uh, documents from the Russia collusion case and the Hillary Clinton email scandal should be declassified and released without redaction. 
That's a big promise, right? The president's been promising this. Uh, our concern has been uh, that the bureaucracies beneath him haven't been carrying out this order. And we gave you a stunning example yesterday on this show of a document that was released the day after the president's most recent order. And it was all blacked out. Only three words were visible. Um, raises the question, what's really going on? So today, here's what we did. We, we want to give the president a hand here, the country a hand here, journalists a hand here. We came up with the 40 most important set of documents that the president should declassify to give us the final, full, complete picture of what happened in the Russia collusion case. It's on the site. Go check it out. The 40 documents that president from the Russia collusion case that President Trump should declassify. You'll get to see what they are, why they're important. I think it's an important piece of work. Sometimes lists and timelines are important. I think this one is. If you're trying to figure out what you still need to know before you vote on November 3rd, we think this is the definitive list, certainly from our reporting, everything we're doing. We hope it's helpful. We hope you like it. Go check it out on justthenews.com right now. It's live right now. The headline, the 40 documents Trump should declassify uh, in the Russia case. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, as we always do at this point. When we come back, the one, the only, Scott Rasmussen, the pollster, the Just the News pollster, joining us right after this commercial break. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake-me-up-when-the-sun-sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, one of the greatest political minds in all of America, one of the greatest pollsters of all time, our pollster at Just the News. We're so lucky to have him. Scott Rasmussen, welcome to the show. John, it's always great to be with you. And, uh, you know, it's a fascinating time to be uh, in my profession. It sure is. It's a fascinating time just to be in America. Oh, my gosh. I, what's going to happen these next 25 days? You got your crystal ball out? Do you, do you got it all figured out? <laughs> yeah, I wish. You know, two weeks ago, I was busy, you know, thinking, you know, the Supreme Court uh, confirmation discussion may be the decisive next issue. And then the president tests positive. I'm waiting to see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that people ignore about this year is there, uh, there's an underlying volatility. Uh, when Bush ran for re-election, President Bush ran for re-election in 04, he was dealing with um, issues on the fallout from 9-11. When President Obama ran for re-election in 12, he was dealing with the recovery from the uh, Great Recession. And whether you loved or hated those presidents, you knew their policies, you knew the issue. This year, we're dealing with issues that we as a, as a nation, as individuals, are still trying to process. I mean, the pandemic and the lockdowns and everything else, and then the civil rights protests and riots. So we're sorting out the issues, and, and, we're, and so are the candidates. So it's a very, things can change pretty rapidly. It's pretty amazing. It really is. And 2020 has been, to say it's a roller coaster year is to understated by a mile. It's um, every day, and there's probably going to be some roller coaster developments going into the uh, last election, uh, last week of the elections. When, when uh, you look at where we are now, a lot of the polls, I think all the polls, universe, including ours, universally show Joe Biden up, John, uh, 
Donald Trump down, probably by a little bit larger margin than Trump trailed Hillary Clinton at this point. Uh, what do you see in the dynamic of the polls and uh, and what needs to happen for both candidates to close the election and win? What does Trump have to do if he's going to win? What does Biden have to do if he's going to win? Well, let me start. Yes, uh, Donald Trump is trailing in the polls nationally. And for people who think the polls were wrong in 2016, the polling was actually OK. It was the analysis that was horrible. Um one thing that's encouraging for President Trump is, you know, his numbers have fallen a little bit in the last week after he tested positive and after that last debate. Um, but support did not go to Joe Biden. Uh, people, Biden's support stayed even. People who used to say they supported the president shifted to a libertarian or to some generic other candidate. Uh, those voters might come back. Uh, what can change? Well, the first thing is turnout. Uh, pollsters, you know, it's difficult in a good year to estimate turnout. Uh, we've never done it in a pandemic before. Great point. So, uh, you know, we're trying to do my polling that we released with justthenews.com. And also, by the way, I'll be releasing nine battleground state polls next week. Wow. We're doing all of them with three uh, turnout models, the baseline model, strong Republican and strong Democrat. And I, I can't give you the results, but I can tell you in Florida, for example, that in the the baseline model, the president's down a little bit. The strong Republican turnout model, he's barely ahead. Uh, Florida is obviously a must-win state for the president. But when you talk about these turnout models, this is this is not uh, a pollster, you know, just trying to guess. It's not about the poll. Uh, we don't know who's going to vote. And turnout, people on the ground getting out to vote will determine this election. And if it's very close, uh, you know, a couple of points turnout can make a huge difference. Yeah, we forget about it, but it's exactly the way our founding fathers wanted it. If you vote, you actually can influence the election. It's an amazing thing. Um, uh, uh, yeah, and, it's um, funny how it works that way. It is, and this year I think the vibrancy on both sides is is real. Now, I get this question often, and uh, I'm not a, a, a data scientist, so I'm going to put put it right to an expert here. There's a discussion that some of the models this year uh, use a lower number of Republican uh, pol- polling uh, samples, uh, compared to Democrats. One, is that true? And then two, if it is true, why is it, is it to deal with voter enthusiasm issues? What, what's going on in the sampling sizes that, that people are talking about these days? Well, this is an argument that always goes on in polling and it has a lot to do with how do you define a Republican or a Democrat? So people who are partisan activists on both sides, uh, it's clear, you know, I'm on this side, they're on the other side. I know right. the difference. Uh, for large segments of Americans, they are a little more fluid in their party ID. One of the things that happens, for example, every year um, is when there's a president, when a Republican president is in an office, the number of people who consider themselves Republican declines a point or two, uh, maybe even three, because they just, eh, you know, I really don't like what he's doing on something. When a Democratic president is in office, the same thing happens to the Democratic support. So part of what you're hearing in these arguments is that um, pollsters use different definitions of what's a Republican. Now, in some states, we have actual registration data as to how they register. A lot of states, we don't. Um, I think the bigger question is more about the overall sample, you know, uh, especially things like education. Do you have enough white, non-college educated voters in a sample? Why does that matter? Well, because if you just do a generic survey, you get way too many people with a college degree who answer. You get way too many women who answer. You get, I mean, there's other biases built into the random sampling. 
So you have to really work to get some of these more difficult groups. Um, I still think the best way to go, other than, of course, you know, reading our polls, um, is to look at the Real Clear Politics average. Yep. Check it out. Um, and if the Real Clear Politics, let me give it in, in Michigan and Pennsylvania four years ago, the Real Clear Politics average showed the race was tied. It was a toss-up, leaning ever so slightly towards Clinton. Right. Um, when the results show like that, you should say that race is a toss-up, right. and it will be determined by the people who actually show up and vote. That's a great point. Um, one of the things that um, the Trump people often say, and I don't know if it's a true phenomenon or not, is that given all the vitriol, the violence this year, all of the uh, extreme rhetoric and heated rhetoric, uh, that people who are Trump supporters are closets uh, Trump supporters. I guess they use the silent majority term that Ronald Reagan gave us years ago. Yeah. Is there a phenomenon right now that people who might support Trump are afraid to say so to a pollster, to their neighbor, put their sign out on the lawn because it's just not worth the aggravation? And how does a pollster control, for, if that phenomenon is real, how do you as a pollster control for that possibility that it's undersampled by people just trying to protect themselves from the aggravation of it all? The, um, the short answer is people are afraid to put up yard signs and they are afraid to speak in public. They are concerned about all of those things. Uh, there have been a lot of efforts to try and see if that carries through to poll responses. And, you know, bluntly polling, if you're polling to see if people are lying to a poll, it's a challenging task. Right. Um, but it doesn't appear to be a significant issue. Again, I think the bigger challenge, what, what a lot of uh, activists miss is that, that the people who are undecided, who may at the last minute surge because they, dislike Joe Biden or dislike uh, Donald Trump. They're just not that committed to the process. Yeah. That's a great point. And if they don't show up, they don't count. So uh, that's right. And, and if they do show up and if they do vote, it doesn't mean they're deeply committed to that candidate. Great uh, point. 10% of all voters in 2016 voted for Donald Trump, despite believing he was unqualified for the job. Um, so those are not enthusiastic supporters of the president, but right. they were votes for him. Yep. And uh, the same thing will happen this year with both candidates. That's a great point. Uh, when I talk to my friends on the Democratic side, people close to the Biden campaign, their magic number is any if if Biden stays up more than two points in the national polls, he probably wins this. But within two points, the Electoral College could tip uh, uh, Trump's way. That's a very oversimplified model. But uh, when I talk to them, that's sort of the magic number that we're always talking about. Is that a realistic thing? I guess that's the Hillary Clinton model, right? Uh, Trump loses the popular yeah. vote by one and a half, two points, and but he wins the the, the electoral uh, math. Good thing to use yeah, as a barometer. That's, that's a good barometer with two big caveats. Right. The first caveat is that um, the first caveat is that um, when these polls show up and when we have these ballots passed. We don't know how many are going to be voting by mail or in person. Great Joe point. Biden is up by 50 plus points among people who are going to vote by mail. Uh, we can't begin to estimate how many of those will be rejected or what other challenges they might face. Uh, so trying to, when you try to put it to a formula tied to the polls that precisely, it's a little difficult. When you try to talk about, um, you know, if he loses a popular vote by two points nationwide, then the president has a reasonably good chance of winning just like it was four years ago. But it, I, I will say it every day in every way, you know, it's going to be about turnout 
the most secure way to get your vote counted is to show up in person and vote yeah, uh, because no we know that mail-in ballots are, are rejected at a higher rate than anything else. Yeah, great point. That's such a great point. All right, so it's November 4th. We're all we're exhausted after election night. We're not going to know who the winner is probably. Is that right? If this race tightens um, and you get, you get to Joe Biden, uh, if you get Donald Trump within two or three points of the president, um, what you will, what you will see happen is the balloting will go on for about three more weeks. We will not know who wins until Thanksgiving. Uh, and part of that's because of the, we, uh, we also won't know who wins the Senate. We won't know about a number of house seats. We won't know about some state legislatures, uh, because a lot of these states have never done mail-in voting before. And you're going to have lawyers making so much money disputing every and challenging every single mail-in ballot. Um, and it's going to create a crisis for the nation in terms of legitimacy, uh, because if the mail-in ballots are enough to overwhelm Donald Trump's in-person voting, Republicans will feel they were robbed. Yep. If the vote falls just short of overcoming his initial lead, well, then Democrats are going to feel they were robbed. Uh, and uh, it's going to be tough. And I you know, there's a lot of concerns that come out of that. But the first thing to do before we can get to that point is make sure everybody gets out and vote uh, and fill in your forms as properly as you can. That's such great advice. It's simple, right? It, this isn't uh, rocket science, how we solve this election. It's uh, it's an easy way to do it. But uh, <laughs> That's right. it always sounds so complicated when you watch TV. Uh, Scott, I can't think enough. I know you got to run. One last question. Yep. As you look at a congressional preference right now, uh, where the Democrats and Republicans are, what do you see playing out in the House and the Senate? Um, you know, there, there's, uh, it seems like North Carolina's flip-flop with a scandal that's there. Seems like Arizona is going a Democratic way. If you had a guess right now, do you do you have a sense of uh, what it might look like on November third for the House and Senate? Well, as with everything else, it depends on what happens in the issues. Uh, if the race is close for the presidency, then the race will be close uh, for uh, the control of the U.S. Senate. And it, you know, I can even envision a scenario where President Trump is narrowly defeated. And uh, that issue in North Carolina helps the Republicans keep control of the Senate. But we're not going to have a massive disconnect. If President Trump loses badly, the Republicans will lose badly in the Senate race. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's I think that's definitely the rule everyone agrees on. And the only place that probably a sure thing is I think Republicans are probably going to pick up Alabama. That You feel confident on that making that prediction early? (laughs) <laughs> I feel comfortable making that prediction early, and I think you know there there will be fewer uh, real shocks than, than we expect. That's uh, right. But but uh, but again, it all depends on the trend. If you tell me if people if the fear continues to grow about the pandemic between now and election day, if the more that pessimism grows, the more likely it is that we're going to see a significant Biden victory. Yep. Um, if if the concern we it's not going to go away, but if it gets reduced a little bit, then we could see a very competitive race. Yeah, that's such a great point. Such a good point. Well, that, those are words of wisdom, folks. It doesn't get any better than getting this from Scott Rasmussen. We're so lucky to have you at Just the News here, Scott. Thank you for all you do, and I'm sure we'll be talking before Election Day. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk to our own White House correspondent, Kerry Sheffield. Stay tuned in just a few minutes. 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody you know really well. Why? Because her byline's always atop the site at justthenews.com. If you watch the presidential news conferences, you see her asking questions of the president. And now if you turn on the TV, she has her own television show, Just the News AM on Real America's Voice. We are so lucky to have with us our own White House correspondent, Carrie Sheffield. Carrie, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the new show. I love it. Thank you. It's the first and only thing I watch in the morning now. And it's excellent. Uh, great guests. I had the NASA administrator on this week talking, uh, going back to the moon. And um, every week, uh, every day this week, you have big guests, big names, great analysis, uh, a great way to start your day uh, with a real honest news fix. So congratulations. Thank you. No, it's been exciting. And thank you for leading us through this whole launch. Uh, my show, David Brody show, soon to be announced shows. Yeah. So it's just this empire that you're building. So well, it's an honor to be here and working for you. Yeah, we're lucky. I, I, I believe you are very first hire. So uh, we started with the best. We're so lucky to have you here and uh, what you do every day at the White House. I mean, folks, if you want to know what Carrie's day is like, it starts at five in the morning and she's still riding at 11 o'clock at night. She's a true warrior for the truth. And uh, we're so lucky to have her here. And uh, if you if you haven't watched her show, turn it on. We have a way on the site, a little teaser that tells you how to get it on Dish Network, on uh, who on um, Pluto, and on our own very own site, we stream it every day. But we're, we're so lucky, and it's going to be a blockbuster show for years to come. So we're, we're really glad of it. All right, so the reason we have you here, Kerry, we just had Scott Rasmussen, our great pollster, on. He kind of gave us in, insights what the election was. And his bottom rule is if uh, if Trump was in two or three points on election day, he probably wins on the electoral math. But if he's farther out in that, it could be a landslide. And uh, here was the bad news. He ruined my Thanksgiving. He said, we might not know the winner until Thanksgiving. And so, uh, but you're, you're on the front lines. What are you seeing inside the White House, the Biden campaign, uh, the congressional races? What's your top line of what's going on right now? Well, it's, I gonna might ruin your Christmas too. We might not even know. <laughs> oh, bah, um, but before inauguration day, it might be that much of a nail biter, yeah. and that's part of why President Trump has made the case that his nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, really needs to be pushed through before election day. In his view, uh, he thinks that possibly the 2000 election, if if your listeners are old enough to remember sure. the hanging Chad, a nail biter that went on for weeks until the Supreme Court gave the definitive answer that gave the election or or made the ruling that said George W. Bush is going to take the Oval Office. Yeah. Um, so Trump, he says, I don't want to have a tie because right now it's a 4-4 balance on the court. So this is a big priority for him. Watch also in the districts, these Republicans down ballot. They're going to use Amy Coney Barrett as a rallying cry to get their base out, not only to support her, but also to get to the polls. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, what an unexpected development uh, in the 30, 40-day window of the election uh, and then followed almost immediately by the president's uh, diagnosis for COVID. Um, 
Trump campaign first. Let's take them one at a time. Uh, what does the Trump campaign need to do to close the election out in the final 25 days? Well, I'm going to tease my show next week on Tuesday. We have the co-chairman, Tommy Hicks Jr., who's the co-chair of the entire Republican Party on my show. We're going wow. to tackle this very topic. Yeah. But what I've seen so far, uh, a lot of it has to do with legal challenges on balloting questions statewide. Uh, the Republicans just announced yesterday they had another victory in, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Right. Um, and basically the ruling there, uh, basically it was everything that the Republicans were asking for, where it said that the ballots had to be counted and recognized by Election Day, that it wasn't election week or election month, right. um, that that really was the hard and fast cutoff. Uh, and the court reasoned that you can't bait and switch so close to election day, that if there were these concerns before, we knew about COVID, yeah, you know, January, 10 months, yeah. 11 January, um, there was ample time to make these provisions. And so they said, this is something you can't do. You can't play fast and loose so close to the deadline. Um, they've been making these legal challenges. I know you've had Jenna Ellis on, you've yeah. interviewed her. Um, she's leading the 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 fray on that from the Trump campaign. Uh, they've had rulings, victorious rulings in Maine, uh, in Iowa. Uh, they're battling in in uh, Arizona. I mean, just nationwide, it's this patchwork, yeah. which is part, again, part of why Trump is saying we're seeing such a disparate uh, ruling set on these challenges that we need to have a Supreme Court who is benched, fully benched, without a tie. Yeah, that's uh, you, could, you, know, you now know the stakes for, for what this confirmation battle is about. It's not just about the ninth seat. It could also be about the election. Uh, and uh, I'm old enough to remember because I actually helped supervise the AP election, the Florida election, and that was hanging Chad in Florida. This time we might be talking about naked ballots and, and postmarks. Um, how much has mail-in voting changed the dynamic, not only on the legal front, but also in just the get-out-the-vote uh, apparatus that every party needs to have now? Well, it's really interesting because I would say among the Democrats, the push has really been to push for early voting. Right. You've seen the opposite with the president where he's encouraged in-person voting to say there are lots of questions around deadlines and postmarks and just the integrity of whether your ballot will actually even be counted right. or mailed properly. Um, the president, as you've seen on Twitter, he'll often, in fact, I think it was earlier this morning or late last night, uh, tweeted out a news story showing uh you know, another ballot that didn't get counted. Um, so you're seeing story after story anecdotally, uh, and his concern is more systemically also that if you focus on doing it by mail, there's a very good chance you don't know. Anytime it's called the chain of custody, and anytime you introduce uh, some other arbiter, it's like a game of telephone that you played in grade school. Right. You pass a secret to your neighbor, it gets by the end of your 10th neighbor, it's a completely different message. Yeah. So will there's, the ballot actually get counted when it gets to the end of the line? Right? Yeah, and yeah. will it be altered? What, could, could the message you intended to send right. uh, indeed be the case uh, when it's received or counted? So it's, there's lots of questions. Uh, for Joe Biden, what's the key for him uh, up in the polls right now? I think uh, generally everyone agrees in that right now. Uh, what does he need to do to stay in the lead and to close out a win? Yeah, it's uh, certainly been uh, for him the COVID coronavirus has been a study in contrast. I think he's trying to present himself as a, the more steady alternative. Right. Um, he has been far less visible uh, physically on the campaign trail. So uh, expect him to, to want to continue to say that course because it seems to have worked for him so much. The big question, I think, for Democrats, the big vulnerability they have, I think, is turnout and enthusiasm. Uh, so we've even looked at this with Justin News polling sure. in terms of just how motivated the Trump base is. And that's something I've heard over and over from the, the not only the White House, but the campaign as well, that uh, a Trump voter would go through a brick wall to vote for uh, the president. Um, Biden's supporters are, are not as enthusiastic about yeah, him. The gap is real. Yes, it certainly is. Uh, and I think that's part of why the Biden campaign has 
focus so heavily on the mail-in piece of it because they said, well, you got a long time, so maybe you don't love the guy, but you got five months to get this ballot out, or right. I'm being facetious, right. but yeah, <laughs> uh, you five know, weeks for sure. Yeah, yeah so it's um, yeah. it's something that uh, maybe you're not going to be showing up for a Trump or a Biden rally, but you don't have to. All, all at the end of the day, you have to do is is either you know fill something out and drop it in the mail uh, or show up on election day. It's not so much for them about uh, the cult of personality pro Biden per se. It's more just saying we need a return to normalcy and that's not what Trump is. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Uh, and I, I thought in the two debates, we saw a very different strategy on the Republican side. In the Trump debate, he was trying to make Biden look like a moderate so that he would alienate uh, his liberal base. This is the guy, you know, oh, you just lost your liberal base, he said at one point. And then uh, when Mike Pence got to Kamala Harris, it flipped, which is she's the radical leftist and you don't want that in America. We're, that's not America. Um, that yin-yang uh, messaging is really interesting. They're really trying to achieve two things, right? Scare the liberal base away from uh, Biden by reminding him he's really never been, he's really been a moderate most of his career, if we're being honest. And then uh, scare the, the middle of America uh, about the, the Kamala Harris Green New Deal, Antifa, the whole the whole liberal package. Um, do, uh, in the final twenty five days, how do they split that message? How do they uh, reach the undecided? Team? Well, most people probably have their mind made up and dug in because we're so polarized. But the ten percent in the middle that might decide this election, um, what do they need to do to keep that uh, messaging going and reach them in, in the places where they are? So I think for the Biden camp, uh, again, staying the course, uh, saying. You know, the party has been able to come together because in many respects, Biden, as you said, has been more of a moderate, uh, but he has moved himself to the left by having his, uh, you know, kumbaya committee with the Sanders campaign um, by selecting someone like Harris, who was seen as, as more left. And if you look at her voting record, at least this time, you know, the, the most recent Congress, very far left, uh, the farthest left, according to one report card. Um, so look for that argument to be made that, yes, he is more moderate, but he's got Harris there to counterbalance, um, and it will be sort of this give and take. And then also their closing argument is he's the anti-Trump. Uh, he's right. someone who's going to be taking the coronavirus more seriously. Definitely see that is going to be hammered home because polling does suggest that the majority of Americans disagree with how the president has handled the coronavirus. Right. When, what I think is interesting, the Wall Street Journal editorial board, which is generally pro-Trump, um, they say that they, what he did uh, from a policy and substantive perspective was pretty much the exact same thing that Biden has said he was going to do or just what any competent uh, civil servant would do, right. um, uh, you know, everything from the Defense Production Act to creating ventilators to uh, getting excess capacity for hospitals. Um, he, he moved very nimbly and also Operation Warp Speed to get a vaccine. So doing all the things that Biden campaign has in some respects followed uh, and said should be happening, but it's already been happening. Um, but the Wall Street Journal's point was that Trump has sort of gotten in front of himself by the messaging part of it, yep. by having the daily Wasn't what briefings. what he did, it's what he said. And it's how he said it to the audience in which he uh, allowed himself to go every right. day in these White House press briefings. Uh, and I know we've talked about uh, the, the, the need or the case for an alternative to the White House Correspondents Association because it is a very far-left organization in, in terms of uh, the way that they have run their entertainment dinners in the past, the guests they bring in, just the overall posture of the management uh, is more uh, left-leaning. And so for the president to go out and subject himself to journalists who are really more interested in trying to trip him up as opposed to telling stories about what needs to be done with the coronavirus, he's allowed himself to uh, 
fall prey to that in many respects yeah, um, is, is the argument from the Wall Street Journal. It plays plays right into right into this narrative. Um, if coronavirus gets worse, it gets bad for Trump. If coronavirus yields, he has a chance to get his other messages in on law enforcement, on um, uh, the economy and jobs, uh, the clean energy, the extremism. Um, they have an example that I'm surprised Vice President Pence didn't use it in the debate, but when Kamala Harris talks about the clean energy and the carbon neutral economy, her state is the prime face state of going to a clean energy platform and not having it figured out. And then you have rolling blackouts. They can't even keep the lights on in California. I suspect we'll hear that in the final couple of weeks of the election. But when you when you look out over the horizon and you, you see this, what's the uh, question? Every election ultimately in the final couple of weeks of the election turns down to one question. That's the deciding question. If it was Reagan-Mondale, it was, uh, you know, Reagan- um, uh, Carter, it was, are you better off than you were four years ago? Reagan Mondale, you want morning in America, go backwards. Uh, if you're, go back to 64, it was, do you want your little child blown up by a nuclear bomb? The, the famous Daisy uh, ad against um, Barry Goldwater. Do you see a singular question in the final 25 days of selection upon which particularly the undecided voters make their choice? It's, it's very interesting because I, like many things in our country, I feel like it's a Rorschach test. How you answer that question, I think, is very much filtered by the lens of how you view the world. Because uh, for, and, and I'm working on some reporting about this, the economies of red state America are, by and large, recovering, and the unemployment rates are, the top 10 best unemployment rates are in red state, uh, nine of the 10 uh, are in red states um, in terms of company uh, or organizations that have story. reopened. Uh, and the bottom 10, the highest unemployment, uh, nine of those 10 are being run by Democrats. And there's one Republican, and that's Charlie Baker, who's a big Trump critic. Right. So the. Uh, and also has a very Democratic state. I mean, sure, the, rest yes. of the policies of the state are very Democratic. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. for if you were talking to a more conservative leaning voter to answer your question, the quen- the. The question would be, who's best to continue this economic recovery and this health recovery, um, and uh, who's who's best to um, bring the type of prosperity that we've expected, that we've seen uh, under this president? And a Democrat would say, well, who's the best to stop uh, this this pandemic? Uh, I think it will, in many respects, come down to the pandemic, because it is the big question on everyone's mind. But how you perceive the crisis of the pandemic, of whether the crisis passed months ago. Um, their uh, Echelon Insights is a, is a popular polling firm here, Patrick Ruffini and Kristen Soltis-Anderson. And they recently released a really interesting survey about the expectations of the worst of the coronavirus. And do you think that the, the worst is ahead of us or is it behind us? And it was very partisan in the results that Republicans said the worst is behind us. Democrats said the worst is yet to come. Yeah, so I really worlds. think that that's, that's what the big question is. Um, what's next for the coronavirus? Uh, is the worst ahead of us or is the worst behind us? Yeah, that's a great point. An excellent point. Um, Carrie, we can't thank you enough for what you do every day. Almost every day you have such an important story. Your show is amazing. Uh, your questions to the president are always are always generating um, great news and important. You ask important questions, not the folly questions are out there. And then you have incredible guests. I mean, I, I couldn't believe we had Jimmy Lai on here just the other day coming in from Hong Kong, one of the great protesters on one of the global flashpoints in the world right now. Uh, you're one of the great journalists, and we're so lucky to have you. I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast today. All right. Thank you, John. All right, folks, we're going to come back in a few minutes to wrap things up. But first, we're going to hear from our advertisers and sponsors. We'll be right back.
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks, that wraps up a special Friday edition of John Solomon Reports. I'm so grateful you joined us. I can't thank you enough for all you do every day to support Just the News by reading us, by sharing our stories, by watching our television shows and our video. A lot of people have been asking me, and I thought I'd finish with this today, how can I watch the new uh, Just the News shows uh, on Real America's Voice cable network on the OTT platforms? And here are some quick cheat sheet. First off, you can watch us right on justthenews.com. Uh, if you go to us, you'll see that we have a uh, tab called TV video. You click on that. The shows run live there. Right now, there are two daily shows live. One is Carrie Sheffield. You're going to hear from her in a second. Uh, and then uh, it's called Just the News AM with Carrie Sheffield. It launches live at nine o'clock. But listen, if you miss it at 9am, it doesn't matter. You can watch the show afterwards, uh, right on our website. The second show is uh, the water cooler with David Brody, the great White House correspondent, White, White House reporter, political analyst. Uh, that show airs every day at 4pm Eastern. And you can watch it on our site at justthenews.com on the video tab. But there's other ways to watch it. You can go to the online television network known as Pluto. It's getting really popular and watch it on channel 240 on the Pluto network. That's a free television service. You, you get over the internet. You can watch it on a computer, on your TV set, on your Apple box, your Roku, whatever device you have for streaming. Usually you can get uh, Pluto as channel 240 there. If you're a dish network subscriber, it's channel 219 on dish network. And if you're a iPhone or Android phone user and you love to use apps, well, Real America's Voice has an app for you, both for the iOS store and for the Android Google store. Uh, search for the app America's Voice and you can download the app and then you'll be able to find our show in the app and watch it every day. Now, a lot of you have been emailing me and texting me. John, when is the Just the News app going to come out? I got good news for you. We've made a decision. It's time. Yep, it's time. We got to get an app. We got to get in the 22nd century. Let's do it now. We are hoping by Christmas, you can give it away as a Christmas gift if you want, uh, to have the Just the News app for your iPhone and iPad, uh, the Just the News app for your Android devices, your Kindle, uh, your Android phone. Uh, we're working on it now. We're really hope, hope it's going to be a groundbreaker. Here's what you're going to be able to do. You'll have one tab to read the stories. You can choose read just the news. You can choose watch just the news. You get all of our videos or you can do listen just the news. When you click on listen, you're going to find this podcast. Now, I know you get it many other ways, but we're going to make sure it's easy and simple in the app for you. You can read, watch, and listen just the news. You can just do just the news. That's why we're going to create that app. Coming up, hopefully by Christmas. We're working with our developers right now to get that out. All right, folks, I want to thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a safe and healthy weekend with your families. Enjoy the Columbus Day holiday. We'll be back Tuesday with a new edition of John Solomon Reports. And while you're waiting, always check out justthenews.com. We got the breaking news. We got the investigative reporting, podcast, video, you name it. It's all there. Just a click away at justthenews.com. God bless. 
America. We'll talk to you soon.